Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, April 29th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us this morning as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer. Every day, Monday through Friday, we wake up and look to our God together before the busyness of the day starts. We all know we need it to spend time with the one who will watch over us today and be our ever-present help in time of need. Yesterday, we jumped into the second chapter of Philippians, and today we pick up right where we left off. For context, I'm going to read yesterday's passage and today's so we set ourselves up in the right perspective. This is Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Let's pray. Our God and Heavenly Father, we cry out to you as your children and the ones who come to you in humility, acknowledging that you are so much mightier and greater than us. Your ways are so much more than our ways, and your judgment is perfect and just. Who are we to question anything you do? And yet you come to us as a man to endure the cross for our sake. What love? That you would die and that you would no longer remember the sins that we have committed. What a beautiful God you are. As we come to your word today, please be with us. Amen. So yesterday we saw that Paul starts out chapter 2 of Philippians with a classic if-then clause. He says, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, we saw that these are certainties, promise that as believers we can hold on to throughout each moment. So. If there are any of those things, then Paul continues today by saying, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. I love how he says, Complete my joy. It shows Paul's loving and tender care over the Philippian church. He's not writing with a tone of contempt or pride, but with a tone of love. Imagine you are a parent and you see your son or daughter act in love towards someone. You would beam with happiness and joy, and this is the same attitude that Paul has for the Philippians. Even though he's exhorting them and trying to correct them in their inexperience as Christians, he does it with tenderness and love as he writes. I wonder if we could learn a lesson from Paul on how to lovingly correct and train up each other in the faith. But then he continues on. What would complete his joy? Being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. I hate to say it, but Paul does sound a bit like a broken record here. This is just another instance in a long chain of words where he has mentioned the unity of the church. Same mind, same love, being in full accord and of one mind. 
We have been in Philippians for two weeks, and this is the third podcast where we have had a central theme of unity from Paul. And as I was reflecting on this verse and how to talk about unity for the third time and think differently about it, two things came to mind. First, when I do devotions and the Lord is saying something to me multiple times over and over again, I cannot take this to be an accident. This is God's Word, and as we read, He speaks to us today, in our context, in our daily lives. And so the question comes to mind, what could the Lord be teaching us in Philippians by bringing up this theme again? What could He be saying to you and to us? Second, last night I was up pretty late talking on voice chat with a friend of mine from church, and we were talking about how weird my small group was. At our church, we have a small group of us that meet once a week, and we talk about gospel things. We talk about the sermon and how it impacted us, and it's a great time. Except, since coronavirus has happened, we've been doing it over Zoom and video chatting for like six weeks now. And this week, it just felt off. It felt forced. No one seemed to want to talk. Everyone just seemed kind of lost. And I say that gently because maybe it was just my perspective. But as I was talking to my friend, he said something that made me take pause and think. He said, isn't it weird that we can talk? We can share deep things with each other and speak our concerns and love. But there just isn't any replacement for actually seeing someone in person. My wife and I dated long distance every single moment of our relationship up until our wedding day. Our whole relationship was built over the phone. I fell in love with my wife through conversations we had over the phone. But when we were actually together, talking about the same things, there just isn't any replacement. And so, my friends, this is a challenging time for the church. This is a challenging time for those who are outside the church. Be praying now about how to pursue unity during this time and for when the virus finally starts to lift. When we gather together again, will issues that once seemed too big to get over still be that way? Will they still be in the way? Will arguments between your brothers and sisters and gossip that is spread between groups still seem worth it? Or with the same mind, the same love, with full accord and of one mind, will we pursue unity together and further the kingdom of God together? As we close in prayer, let's pray from Psalm 149. Let's pray. Praise you, our Lord. We sing to the Lord a new song. Every day, we face challenges and difficulties and blessings that we have never faced before. And God, let our lives sing a new song of praise to you today. Let us be glad in our Maker. You made us in your image. What a treat and a delight for us that we overflow in praise to our King. When we gather together again, with our brothers and sisters, we will praise your name with dancing and loud melodies. 
God, I hope you pleasure in our worship. Let our songs be pleasing to you, O God of our salvation. As we rise and as we go to our beds, it is you, Heavenly Father. It is you who we praise and sing to. You have conquered death. You have conquered sin. And now you reign victorious over the heavens and the earth and over us. What a mighty God you are. It is in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Go in peace. I'll see you tomorrow.